All right. Welcome again to Abounding Love Podcast. My name is Dave Nelson. We are studying through the book of Acts, and on this podcast here, we will continue on with that study. We finished up with chapter 5 on the last podcast, and uh, so what I'd like to have you do is go ahead and open up in your Bibles to Acts chapter 6. Now, Acts chapter 6 and chapter 7 really flow together, so we'll see how far the Holy Spirit takes us uh, on this podcast, but Maybe we'll get through both chapters. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think we will. Um, we're going to do something a little bit different on this podcast. Rather than breaking down chapter 7, I'm going to just let chapter 7 speak for itself. And uh, we'll kind of talk about that more as we get through this podcast. But um, remember, we're just simply doing a Bible study. And... Uh, you time and time again, please have your Bibles open. The purpose of this is to to see you get into the scriptures and and I get the blessing of being able to study through the scriptures myself as I as I teach this. So um, realize that uh, the Holy Spirit desires to speak to you. Uh, the Word of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction for instruction in righteousness. So as we see all of those things, we have the opportunity to grow. We have the opportunity to grow in, in our knowledge with sound doctrine. We have the opportunity at times to be reproved by the Word of God, to be corrected, and to be instructed in righteousness. So as, as we study the Word together, listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I'll repeat this time and time again on this podcast do not listen to my voice. Do not listen to my words. Well, obviously, you have to listen to my voice if you're going to listen to this podcast. But what I'm trying to say is listen to the Holy Spirit as He speaks to you through the Word. And, and once again, I'll encourage you in this. Be like a Berean. Go and study the Word of God for yourself. Do not take my word or, or, or the way the Holy Spirit speaks it to me and I teach it. Listen for yourself to the voice of the Lord. He desires that you, as his sheep, would know his voice. So, anyway, all that being said, I just look at what we're doing as we're gathering around the Word of God, and we happen we happen to be doing it through uh, technology today. So, be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit speaks to you. And remember, we are all individuals in Christ, and He has each one of us at a different place in our walk with Him. So, you know, just check everything else at the door right now. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and open up in prayer right now. Father God in heaven, as we study Your Word on this podcast here, Lord, as we get into Your Word again, Lord, it is our desire, Lord, that you would speak to us, that you would renew us in the spirit of our minds, Lord. And I pray for each and every listener out there, Lord, that their hearts, Lord, would be prepared by what you desire to do in them, Lord, and through them, Lord. You have a work, you have a purpose for each and every one of us, Lord. And like I was saying, Lord Jesus, each one of us has a, a different part of our lives that we're at, you know, we're, we're all going through different things, Lord, but we're thankful, Lord, 
that you have not left us comfortless and alone, that you have sent the Comforter, the Counselor, your Holy Spirit to be with us, to be in us, to come upon us. And I pray now, Holy Spirit, that you would come upon us as we study your word now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, verse one of chapter six says, now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Now in verse one there, to me there's kind of a part A and a part B. Part A is that the numbers of disciples was multiplied. And part B is that there was a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists who thought their widows were being neglected. But I wanted to touch on something here with regards to the number of disciples being multiplied. If you remember in Acts chapter 2, we saw where the Lord was adding daily to the church such as would be saved. That was Acts 2.47. Then in chapter 5, we saw a subtraction. Remember, there was a subtraction that took place. Ananias and Sapphira being removed from the church body. Now here in chapter 6, we are seeing a multiplication. So we saw an addition, a subtraction, and the multiplication. That's God's mathematics. Oftentimes, this is what happens in our lives. We'll go through a time of addition where things are going well, and all of a sudden, a time of subtraction takes place. But the good news is, is that the Lord brings a time of multiplication excuse me, multiplication. And I'm sure some of you believers out there that have been walking with the Lord can testify to this. But now, kind of moving on, in regards to the Hebrews and the Hellenists. You see, the church at this time was very well known for taking care of the needs of the poor and the widows, which is what the church should be known for today as well. But the Hebrews were the traditional Jews who embraced the Jewish culture. The Hellenists were Jews that embraced Greek culture. The Hebrews didn't like the Hellenists and vice versa, right? The disciples were those that were born of the Spirit and they were spreading the word of God as Jesus had commanded them. To do So here we're seeing three different groups. We're seeing the traditional Jews, the Hebrews. We're seeing the Hellenists, which were the Jews that embraced the Greek culture. And we have the disciples, those that were born again, born of the Spirit, who were doing all of these good works. And this complaint was then brought to them, to the disciples. And we see their re- response here. In verse 2 through 4. But I think it's awesome that they were taking care of the needs in their community. It says, Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So to me, this is very simple. A problem arose 
arose and they wanted to, to stay focused on prayer and spreading the word of God. They did not want to be distracted from what they were called to do. Unfortunately, today, much of the body of Christ is focused on everything but prayer and the word of God. Satan has done a, a really good job of distracting the body of Christ in many ways. But it's neat to see that when the community had a problem, they ran to the believers. And like I said, that's what the body of believers needs to be today in every community. We need to be gathering together around prayer and around the word and making an impact in our neighborhoods. So they went ahead and they put together a group to tackle this problem, okay? And verse five says, and the and this saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. Very simple again. Choose them and send them out. Let them do the work. Many people in the body of Christ, you included, all of us have a gift, have things we can do within the body of Christ, each and every one of us. And these things can be done in our very own community. Remember we studied about um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and we talked about the gift of ministry? Every one of us can reach out to our neighbors in the love of Jesus Christ. Every one of us can reach out to our co-workers. Just, we just need to be open and available to do it and realize that these works are not set apart for only certain people. There are things that all of us are gifted in one way, shape, or form to do. But what was the result? Look at verse 7. The result was this. It says, Then the word of God spread, and the, numbers, the number of disciples multiplied greatly, in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Wow. So here we see such an impact was taking place, place that that there was a that there was a the multiplication was great in Jerusalem. And it says that even a great number of priests became or were obedient to the faith. That's the body of Christ in action. Spread the word and bring them to faith in Jesus. We, we've got to be careful that we as the body of Christ don't become, uh, don't form our own little groups and we become in-reaching and we're not doing any outreaching. The only way the gospel is going to spread to those that don't know Jesus is if we who do know him and we do know the gospel and we do know of his grace and mercy in our lives, we spread that grace and mercy in our communities, in our places of employment, wherever it may be. But I think it's awesome that even the, some of the religious leaders of that time were coming to faith in Jesus Christ. Look at verse uh, 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then there arose some 
from what is called the synagogue of the freedmen, Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and those of Cilicia and Asia, disputing with Stephen. Man, when it comes to Satan and his tactics, you can truly say that if it's not one thing, it's another. His desire is to stop the spreading of the word of God. And if that is the desire of your heart, then you can bet he will raise up one group or another to tear you down. In other words, if your desire is to spread the gospel, that is, there'll be, we've talked about that in this podcast, there will be persecution. If your heart is right and you're just stepping out to simply reach lives for Jesus Christ, expect that persecution will come. Okay, these people that came and and disputed with Stephen were from the synagogue. So don't be surprised at the tactics of the enemy. But this is not about the enemy. Your life now with Jesus Christ in your life, it's not about what Satan can do. It's about what God can do and does do through you and in you. So our focus needs to be on him. But we just need to realize there will be attacks from the enemy. But we need to press on in that high calling that the Lord has given you. And here again, I know I'm speaking to a podcast uh, and there's many different people out there listening. And and who knows where you are in your walk with Christ or if you have one at all. But we'll just let the word of God work in your heart as we go on. Okay, in this case here, in verse 10, it says, And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. You see, they could resist Stephen. They could dispute with Stephen, but they could not resist the spirit. And if we go out with the power of the Holy Spirit, there will be spiritual success. People's hearts will be changed. But if we go out without the power of the Holy Spirit, there will be no spiritual success. My desire is not to grow a fellowship or to grow a church or, you know, whatever it may be. My desire is to see the Holy Spirit changing lives all over the world. And that should be our desire in our communities. Yes, we have gatherings. Yes, we have church fellowships. And and that's all good. Praise be to God that we can gather together in church fellowships. But what I'm talking about here is the state of our hearts and, and where we are in our daily lives, just reaching out to people. Satan is the father of all lies. And he will use men to lie against you if it will stop you. Verse 11 says, Then they secretly induced men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. You see, he'll stop at nothing. He'll he'll make up lies. People will say that you said things you never said, that you did things you never did. But we must always keep in mind that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. If you have a desire to serve the Lord, yes, there will be attacks. And those attacks may come as a surprise from people you would never expect. 
but we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We need to press on. We must seek the power of the Holy Spirit to accomplish what the Lord has for us to do, and we must stay the course no matter what. Okay, verse 12. And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him, seized him, and brought him to the council. Okay. They also set up false witnesses who said, this man does not speak or cease to speak blasphemous words against this holy place in the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses delivered to us. Wow, these are ridiculous lies being told about Stephen here. But we'll find out as we go on that Stephen is not going to spend time refuting these lies. Instead, he will just stay the course and preach Jesus. And we talked about that on the last podcast too. We're seeing a lot of persecution, but you know, that's just what we're studying. That's the, that's the part of the Bible that we're in right now. You see a lot of persecution and we talk about a lot of persecution and, and the forms that it can come in. But the bottom line is, is we need to set our face like flint and press on in the work that the Lord has for us. Maybe the Lord brings persecution and something in your life to get you to do something different, to open a whole nother door for you as we discussed last time as well. But here, the Holy Spirit is all over Stephen and the council can, can see that fact with their own eyes. It says in verse 15, and all who sat in the council looking steadfastly at him, saw his face as the face of an angel. This is where I want to be. Satan can lie all he wants, but I just want the world to see Jesus. Satan can attack us all he wants as believers in Jesus. But the bottom line is that by the power of the Holy Spirit, people will see Christ in you. Because it's Christ in us that is our hope of glory. Okay? So, now, to me, as we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, chapter 7 is just an awesome biblical history lesson. And for the sake of this podcast, you know, we can come back and maybe study this verse by verse some other time. But for the sake of this podcast right now, as we're going through this, I'd really like for us just to, to read through this together. Um, it's, it goes on to say here, verse 1 of chapter 7. And like I said, I'm just going to go ahead and read right through this. But allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. Study this for yourself. Don't rely on these podcasts to be your only source of Bible study. Study the Word of God for yourself. But for now, we're just going to read through chapter 7 here and see the awesome and powerful thing that the Lord is going to do through Stephen as he testifies of Jesus here. It says, Then the high priest said, Are these things so? Now listen, I, I said I was going to keep reading, but I got to stop right there. We already know these are a bunch of lies being spoken about Stephen. So the high priest says, Are these things so? And he said, Brethren and fathers, listen. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Haran and said to him, Get out of your country and from your relatives 
and come to a land that I will show you. Then he came out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Haran. And from there, when his father was dead, he moved him to this land in which you now dwell. And God gave him no inheritance in it, not even enough to set his foot on. But even when Abraham had no child, he promised to give it to him for a possession and to his descendants after him. But God spoke in this way, that his descendants would dwell in a foreign land and that they would bring them into bondage and oppress them for 400 years. And the nation to whom they will be in bondage, I will judge, said God. And after that, they shall come out and serve me in this place. Then he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham begot Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac begot Jacob and Jacob begot the 12 patriarchs. And the patriarchs becoming envious sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him and delivered him out of all his troubles and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now a famine and great trouble came over all the land of Egypt and Canaan, and our fathers found no substance. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first. And the second time Joseph was made known to his brothers and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent and called his father Jacob and all his relatives to him, 75 people. So Jacob went down to Egypt and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham bought for a sum of money from the sons of Hamar, Hamor, the father of Shechem. But when the time of the promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt, till another king arose who did not know Joseph. This man dealt treacherously with our people and oppressed our forefathers, making them expose their babies so that they might not live. At this time, Moses was born and was well-pleasing to God, and he was brought up in his father's house for three months. But when he was set out, Pharaoh's daughter took him away and brought him up as her own son. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds." Now, when he was 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. For he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand, but they did not understand. And the next day he appeared to two of them as they were fighting and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brethren. Why do you wrong one another? But he who did his neighbor wrong pushed him away, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? 
Do you want to kill me as you did the Egyptian yesterday? Then at this saying, Moses fled and became a dweller in the land of Midian, where he had two sons. And when 40 years had passed, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in a bush in the wilderness of Mount Sinai. When Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight. And as he drew near to observe the voice of the Lord, or to, to observe the voice of the Lord came to him, excuse me, saying, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses trembled and dare not look. Then the Lord said to him, Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge is the one God sent to be a ruler and deliverer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. He brought them out after he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness 40 years. This is that Moses who had said to the children of Israel, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear. This is he who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai and with our fathers, the one who received the living oracles to give to us, whom our fathers would not obey but rejected And in their hearts, they turned back to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make us gods to go before us. As for this Moses who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days, offered sacrifices to the idol, and rejoiced in the works of their own hands. Then God turned and gave them up to Worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the books, or excuse me, in the book of the prophets. Did you offer me slaughtered animals and sacrifices during 40 years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? You also took up the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of your God, uh, Remphan, images which you made to worship. And I will carry you away beyond Babylon. Our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness as he appointed, instructing Moses to make it according to the pattern that he had seen, which our fathers having received it in turn also brought with Joshua into the land possessed by the Gentiles, whom God drove out before the face of our fathers until the days of David, who found favor before God and asked to find a dwelling for the God of Jacob. But Solomon built him a house. However, the Most High does not dwell in temples made with hands, as the prophet says, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me, says the Lord? 
Or what is the place of my rest? Has my hand not made all these things? You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you now have become the betrayers and murderers, and have received the law by the direction of the angels and have not kept it. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth. Okay, so stop right there for a second. Stephen just gave them, like I said, an awesome history lesson. He took them through their whole history all the way up to the fact that Jesus the Messiah had come and they crucified him. And verse 54 there, as we just read, says that they were cut to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen And he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Man, Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. We just read a lot of verses there, but we see the power of the Holy Spirit all over Stephen as he testifies to these people of the Messiah. He was a martyr. He died for what he believed in. He lived for Jesus Christ and he proclaimed Jesus Christ to them. How many of you out there are persecuted like this in your workplace, but yet you won't name the name of Jesus Christ? What I'm saying is, You're not persecuted like this. We don't suffer persecution like this in America for our faith. Praise be to God. So why don't we tell people of Jesus? Stephen went through and gave an account here. And and, and it spoke to the hearts of these people. It cut their hearts and their flesh raged. And oftentimes today, We share the gospel with people and their flesh rages. They don't want to hear it. But yet, Jesus loves them. And Jesus loves you. And as you listen to this podcast, and as we just read through so much of the word of God right there, know that with all your heart. Know that Jesus loves you. Very simple statement. It's often That statement is often ridiculed in our society today. 
The name of Jesus is a, is a curse word on the lips of many people. The name of Jesus is, is taken in vain. But I do this podcast because the name of Jesus changed my life forever. For 24 years, I've been walking with the Lord. And, and yes, I've seen good times and I've seen bad times in my walk with the Lord. But one thing remains. Jesus Christ, He is risen. He's alive. By the power of His Holy Spirit, we can walk through this life testifying of His name as we just saw Stephen do. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you again that we are free to gather around your word. We are free to praise your name. And we thank you most of all, Father God, that you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you that you commended your love toward us, Lord, that while we were yet sinners, you died for us, Lord. And each one of us, Lord, we fall short. We fall short of your glory. So we thank you for the cross. We thank you for your blood that was shed. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit within us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll pick it up next time in chapter 8.